Hello, Hofstra fans, and welcome to Pridecast, the official podcast of Hofstra Athletics. I'm Stephen Gorchov. And I'm Mike Neely. On today's episode, episode number 20, we are joined by Mark Fiello of the Hofstra baseball team, whose inspirational story about overcoming Hodgkin's lymphoma is one you should all be excited to hear. We hope you enjoy. Go Pride. Hello, everyone. We're now joined by, by Mark Fiello of the Hofstra baseball team. Mark, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Doing well. Uh, thanks again for uh, joining us, uh, me and Mike Neely here. Uh, let's thanks get right into me. it. Um, you member of the Hofstra baseball team. Uh, with the COVID situation, what, what do you consider yourself? A sophomore, junior? What, what, what are you? Um, well, I mean, in school terms, I'm a junior, but in baseball, I'm a sophomore. So I, if, if anybody asks, I, I say sophomore. Yeah, I was going to say, are you, are you in like baseball term? Or are you like a high school freshman at this point? Still? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we'll start off about uh, growing up. You grew up on Long Island. Um, what What's it like growing up on Long Island? And kind of what was your career arc? And when did you realize baseball was really the sport that you wanted to play and you were kind of excelling in? Growing up in Long Island was great. Um, you know, I mean, I made a lot of friends at the high school I went to, which is Plainview JFK. And, uh, you know, my dad, as a, as a young kid, my dad was very, very hard on me. So, um, you know, he knew that I had something special when I was, a, when I was eight, nine years old. And then uh, I say in high school, that was like my peak. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I committed to Hofstra when I was a sophomore. And, um, you know, I really didn't want to go anywhere else. Honestly, Hofstra was the, was the number one school on my list. And I think that's when, like, you know, when you commit to a Division One school, that's when you know that you have a shot to go further and play professional baseball. And that's, uh, that, that's obviously my goal. So, Mark, uh, Coach Russo, you've known Coach Russo for a while. Yeah. Uh, trained you from a really young age. So that obviously played a big part in, you know, you knowing, wanna, you, know, knowing you want to go to Hofstra. What else uh, kind of played into that decision? Yeah, well, the pitching coach at the time was uh, John Habian, and he came to take a look at me. And I loved everything he said, everything he um, – you know, everything that he wanted to fix with me, but he said, you know, I've, I had a lot of potential and he ended up when I got, when I came to Hofstra, he ended up uh, leaving. And now uh, I have an even better pitching coach, Blake nation, who's amazing. And he, he really uh, transformed me into such a different player than I was from my freshman year to my junior year. But I think the biggest thing was the coaching staff. And when I visited, I loved the campus, you know, I had other offers also. And Honestly, out of the other schools that I that offered me, I think Hofstra had the best campus, had the best coaches, and had probably the best team too. Well, uh, Mark, so you've known Coach Russo again we, uh, for over a decade. Uh, that's a very long time to know somebody who eventually becomes your college coach. What mm -hmm. was that relationship like, and how how strong is it? You know, to be able to uh, have your college coach be someone you've known for over a decade? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it, it's definitely a big part. Um, it's a big part for me. And when I was eight or nine years old, taking hidden lessons with Russo, he wasn't easy on me. I'll tell you that he was, uh, 
he was hard. He actually he 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 yelled at me a couple times because I was you know young kids they they tend they tend to drift off at at certain times, and he was uh you know he always meant business and he's a phenomenal coach and again as you said, knowing him for over a decade he that that's a big reason why I came here, you know I felt I felt trust you know I I, I trust him. Yeah. So and and then Mark, you were all Long Island. You're selling yourself short a little bit by not mentioning you were all Long Island. First team is a junior and senior. Mm-hmm. So you make the jump to Hofstra. And then what's it like to put on your hometown team's uh, jersey for the first time? What's it like playing for, you know, the team that, you know, played right down the road uh, for your entire uh, you know, high school career? Mike, you also forgot he was the Diamond Award winner as well. That's right. So I'm selling you short, too. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I had so many memorable um moments in high school but once I put on that Hofstra uniform for the first time it was like a it was a different breed of animal and I kind of came into my freshman year thinking like I was going to dominate and be the you know be the best like I was in high school but that that wasn't the case and it was a it was a rude awakening at first it really was but then um you know coach Russo gave me and uh coach nation gave me a bunch of opportunities and I don't think any other college coaches in the in the country would give as many opportunities as they did and it, and it really turned me into a different ball player. And that last half of my freshman year, it was still like a little shaky, but it was, uh, it was much better than the first half. The first half, you know, I would either try to overthrow and walk a bunch of people or, um, or get, you know, hit around a little bit. And then that summer, um, it, was, uh, it was, you know, I, I really transformed myself. That, that's when the whole thing started with the chemotherapy and everything. But, um, you know, I pitched like, probably half of the summer without chemo, then half of the summer with chemo. And I, I stayed in touch with Russo and Nation every day. And they, they, uh, we worked on my mechanics w- with videos over the phone. And, um, you know, that, that really, uh, that, was a, that was probably the turning point my freshman summer. Uh, growing up, you know, obviously uh, you, you realize at a young age that baseball was a sport that you wanted to uh, play and play, uh, you know, in college and past college, uh, did you have a lot of baseball role models that you kind of looked up to, uh, whether professional players or players close to you that kind of you modeled maybe your game after? Yeah, I mean, I always uh, I always liked Jacob Degrom. I mean, you, you can't that's, not like that's, it. that's a that's a good one. Yeah, you always and I even though I'm not a hitter, I did like David Wright. But the biggest thing with David Wright for me is how he. Um, really active you know he you never heard anything bad about him he was a true um he was a true baseball player he you know he didn't mess up or anything fun fact i'm a huge phillies fan and he's my favorite non-philly of all time yeah yeah phillies man the phillies my uh my buddy actually plays uh in the minor league system for the phillies his name's logan ohoppy i don't know if you ever heard of him smart 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 guy yeah and um yeah so those are the two role models for professional baseball and then i was i would always hear about john rooney I would always hear about John Rooney before I came here, and he was, you know, he's still a stud. Hopefully, he'll he'll be in the show one day. Yeah, uh, Rooney's a great uh, mo- role model from the Hofstra baseball recent history. Uh, he he, uh, remarkable uh, last couple years in a Hofstra uniform, and that senior year, uh, those those Rooney, those Rooney Fridays were uh, something to behold. Yeah, you uh, score one run and you're cheering. No, <laughs> we're good. Game's good. We're gonna win one nothing. You know. Um, so, uh, obviously, uh, Mark, we, we have you on today, you know, talk about, uh, uh, kind of what you've been through in your life and, 
kind of overcoming uh, the uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll start touching on that. And so April of 2019, your sophomore year in college, uh, I believe you're on a road trip at UNC Wilmington. Is that correct? We were home, actually. We were oh, home. home. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're with your, uh, was it Jack, your roommate or? No, he wasn't my roommate, but he, you know, he, he was a Friday night guy at the time. And, uh, I'm making my first conference start and the past two starts that I had were really, really good. You know, my breaking balls were sharp. My fastball was, was, you know, was humming. And then, um, you know, I just, I felt a little off that day and, you know, it, it showed, I mean, I got hit around a little bit, but you know, Russo said to me after the, uh, after the game, he's like, yeah, I expected that. I mean, it's your first conference start against probably the best team in the, in the conference. And I, after I'm done, after the third inning, I walk down to the bullpen and Jack, my teammate, Jack Jett is like, it looks like you have two necks. Cause my, my whole, my whole right side of the neck was like blown up huge. And, um, I, 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 I never had that problem before. So I was kind of confused and I didn't really think anything of it. So I thought it was going to just go away in a couple of days. And then um, we, had a, we had a family party because that, that was Easter at, uh, at my house and everyone was kind of noticing, noticing it and it kind of made me feel like, you know, oh my gosh, should I go get it checked out? And I ended up going to a very good ENT and he didn't think it was anything bad. He thought it was an infection. So they put me on some of the, um, some like antibiotics and it just wouldn't go down. And then, you know, we, we went to like 12 to 14 different doctors before we found out what it actually was and how long was that from the that april 21st of 2019 to oh that so when was the diagnosis i think it was like late june late june early july and then because we went to this one guy who specializes in lymph nodes and he just looked at my neck didn't even do anything just looked at my neck and he's like yeah you know you probably have lymphoma and then he did like an ultrasound and he's like, yeah, since three or four of the lymph nodes are swollen, you probably have Hodgkin's lymphoma. And, you know, I was thinking, and it, I kind of, honestly, I kind of expected it because after two or three months of it, not going down and not, you know, nothing helping it, like what else could it be? You so, know? so Mark, then, you know, you, you see your neck get larger a couple of just days after your first career win up until that point. What's going through your head then? You know, you're in the middle of your baseball, your first baseball season, um, that sort of thing. What's going through your head? Just, well, one, obviously hoping it's not cancer. <laughs> but, um, you know, at first, like, so when I, when I found out about my whole neck situation, I didn't think it was cancer at first. I really didn't. So I kept pitching with it, and I felt great, honestly, because that was like the second half of my freshman year, which I kind of did better in. And, um, you know, and then after that season, it, it still wasn't going down. So going through my head through that last half, it was kind of just, you know, you have to, it was going through doctors, you know, after games or after practices, because, you know, during season you practice and have games all the time. So it was like, a, it was a little more than it, than it should have been, but you know, it, it was, it was tough. It was real tough. So then how, you know, you're going through a tough situation, obviously, what was the support from your teammates and coaches like during that time? And, you know, especially after hearing um, that it is Hodgkins. Oh, it, it was, it was, it was awesome. And that, that's the big, that's the, probably the biggest thing that helped me, helped me through it and helped me keep playing while, while I was on chemo. I had so many great support from my teammates. 
And especially for my coaches, I mean, Russo would almost text me every day. Coach Nation would text me every day. The hitting coach, Wessinger, who I'm also very close with, uh, would text me also almost every day. So it was, uh, you know, I had a lot of great support. And also for my family, you know, that was the biggest thing. I had a lot of support for my family. And Mark, you, you stayed in school during this and kind of your treatment continued through the summer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I was on chemo. I made like two or three starts that summer. And then I had to get the open biopsy. So I had to miss a start. And then while I was on chemo, my first outing was actually in the uh, all-star game right after chemo. And it, I, I did pretty good. It was one inning. And then it kinda, I kind of got used to it. But the doctor said, you know, if you're up to play – you could play. You just have to be up to it. And I, I, I felt I was up to it. It took like four or five days to flush everything out of your system. And then you kind of felt a little better. But like if you had like the treatment on like a Tuesday and then you pitched that Thursday or Friday, then it was a little tougher, you know, because you fatigue out earlier. But let's say if you have the treatment on a Tuesday and you wait a week to pitch, then you kind of felt a lot better. The fatigue wasn't as bad. Yeah, Mark, it's, it's kind of remarkable. You're, you're telling the story about you know, going through the treatment and then you're pitching in summer league and you're excelling in summer league. What, uh, how were you able to, you know, uh, while going through something so rigorous and trying to, you know, get healthy yet still be excelling at the sport you love and kind of, you know, managing that aspect of it. How were you able to do that? Um, well, as we were just talking about with the whole support thing from not only my Hofstra teammates and my Hofstra coaches, but, the team that I played on, the Bristol Blues that summer, the coaches were very understanding of it. So usually you have to stay at, at a host family's house. So they would let me come that day and pitch and then go back home. So they were very lenient with it. They were very supportive. And, I'm, and I'm, I, made a, I made a great group of friends on the Bristol Blues team who were also very supportive also. You know, they would always, um, they would always tell me how great I am. And, you know, you get tired of hearing it sometimes, but, you know, you know, like, it's, it's, it's all love. You've had a couple of uh, good good years now playing summer baseball, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, had a, I played well this summer, too. Finally, I was back at, like, 100%, you know, which is why I think I'm going to have a great fall this fall. And, um, you know, I think my sophomore year, the reason why I didn't do that great, which it counts as a redshirt year, but the reason why I didn't do that great is because I had to take a lot of time off in the fall, and it was, it was for the greater good. You know, they didn't want me getting hurt because you're more of a liability of getting hurt when you're on chemo. So I took, I didn't throw really anything. I lifted a little bit, but I didn't throw like for three, four months. So when I got back, I kind of had no feel and I kind of rushed myself back. But, and you know, some of the coaches and players uh, recommended for me to redshirt, but I, I, you know, I didn't want to. And I thought I was, I I was ready, but I, I really wasn't. And I started to come along. Don't get me wrong. Like my, my last couple outings, I started to come along. But then, you know, once I started to come along, the whole thing got shut down because of the pandemic. So uh, your first outing your sophomore year this past season uh, was Purdue. Um, yeah. do, you, do you remember the moment, you know, re- like you said, regardless of how you pitched or, you know, the outcome, uh, do you remember the moment when you realized, uh, you know, kind of that first pitch when you maybe in your head you were like, I made it back, I kind of I, – I, I'm, I'm proving everyone wrong kind of thing. Do, do, you, do you remember that feeling? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, then I got proved wrong. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it happens. And, uh, you know, before the game, Russo said, you know, just for you to be here right now, uh, you know, you went through so much in the past, you know, six, seven months. 
you know, you should be just happy to be here. And I, and I ended up getting the start for the fourth game. And, you know, I didn't pitch that good, obviously. But, uh, you know, my, I, just, I just didn't have a feel for anything. I didn't have a feel. I wasn't up. I, was, I probably wasn't even 75%, honestly. But, did, you, uh, um, did you feel, though, that you had uh, the, just the succeeding of coming back and getting on the mound again in, yeah, in college? Yeah. It, was I, that- I kind of went around your question. I didn't yeah. that uh, yeah, so the first pitch was, a, you know, I, I felt great. I felt great, um, you know, after the first pitch because the first pitch was a strike. If it was a ball, maybe I wouldn't have. But, um, yeah, I would say, you know, I'm, when I threw that first pitch, I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm back. And um, I can't wait to see what I'm, what I'm going to do. But, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't, it wasn't that great of a day. And then, you know, we get to this year, you know, you're starting to, you know, make a couple appearances, you had one start this year, and then the season gets cut short, obviously with everything going on, you know, how, how did that kind of throw a wrench in, you know, your plans in building back up that sort of thing? No. Yeah. It, it, it was terrible. It was terrible. Cause I think we had not only with me, but I think, you know, we had something special as a team, even though our record didn't show it. I think that, um, I think we had a great team. I really did. You know, we lost some tough, tough games to some tough, tough teams, and I think once we got the conference play, I really thought that we were going to put something together and uh, definitely make the playoffs, no doubt about it. But I think, you know, we had a – so that, that was the most upsetting part. But as for me, coming along, yeah, it was, it was rough because I was starting to prove that I could finally have a feel for my breaking pitches and, have a, and, you know, get back to my release point. So it was tough. But then that summer came, and uh, a man named Greg Sara came up with the league in the summer, and he uh, – and it was, it was a phenomenal summer. I mean, we played every weekend. I pitched every weekend. And, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better. So let, let's talk about uh, your, your baseball skill set. Uh, obviously, you're doing a little research for the podcast. I believe you throw four pitches. What are, what are your four pitches? Uh, I have a four seam, a two seam, a curveball, and a changeup. And, and which, is, which is your best pitch? Um, you know... It, it depends. I mean, to righties, it's probably uh, the curveball because I could really throw that in any count. I could throw that in a 2-1 count, 3-1 count, 2-0 count. And then for lefties, I'd say it's probably the changeup, really the changeup. The thing that, I, uh, that I've worked really hard on this summer that I got really good at is throwing my fastball inside. I was always scared to come inside. So if, you can, if I could spot my fastball in and out, that also becomes a very good pitch in my arsenal. So can you, for the people that aren't familiar, can you tell people like the difference between a two seam and a four seam? Yeah. So a four seam, it's basically the difference is the grips. Two seam has like a little lower of a spin rate and which means it gets less swings and misses, but it, it has more movement on. So the four seam would have a little less movement, but it would have more spin rate. So you would get more swings and misses. And it's probably the four seam. I mean, depending on the player for me, the four seam was probably, it's probably a little harder. You know, just just like I don't know what I was clocked at this summer, but just the feeling that it gets that I get out of my hand. So you you mentioned earlier you're a Hofstra junior, but a baseball sophomore. So you know you you know have a couple of years left to go, but have you started thinking? Of, so why don't you tell us what you're you're studying in school? Uh, you know, and what you you plan on life after college to be like. Yeah, so I obviously everyone wants to become a, a professional baseball player. You know, but my whole team wants to do that. But if that doesn't happen, I have a lot of uh, family that's into financial advisory. 
which is a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good job. And it, it does interest me. You know, I could change it from a year, year to now, who knows. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, when I see my, when I go to my uncle's house and I see all the cars and how big his house is, who's a financial advisor, I'm like, you know, maybe I want to do that. Uh, so um, this summer, again, we talked, touched on it. You, you excelled again in the summer uh, what, in a unique situation as we touched on again with the COVID. Well, what was the summer like playing baseball uh, in that situation and kind of uh, getting back on the mound and just, just being a baseball player again? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a little annoying at first with the social distancing, but, you know, you have to do what you have to do. And it was just, it, it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. You know, nobody thought that the whole league was going to happen because the pandemic was terrible during the summer. But, um, you know, for it to last like 25, 30 games and, you know, the whole playoffs and everything, it was fun. And I made a, you know, I already knew a lot of people on the team. You know, it was a lot of the local Division One kids on the island. But, um, you know, it, it was just overall a great summer. We also had great coaches. You know, my coaches were awesome. So, Mark, uh, we um, before we get to the ending, uh, we just wanted to offer you, is, you know, do you have any other thoughts, you know, uh, any thank yous that you kind of wanted to offer to anybody that kind of really, you know, was your, you, you relied on and people that really helped you over the last, you know, year and a half plus? I mean, there's so many people that, that have reached out to me. Like, when I finished chemotherapy and, uh, you know, it was posted on Access Baseball and posted on Hampshire Baseball. I was up till like two, three in the morning just answering text messages. So I could, I, I could sit here all day thanking so many people. But the main people I want to thank are my family, obviously, my, the coaching staff at Hofstra, the coaching staff of the Blues and the players on the Blues and my teammates on Hofstra. And I could just keep going on and on and on about it. And I think uh, the big, my high school coach was great too. My yeah, the, uh, the thing I loved was the... Uh, the Newsday feature John Boel wrote was oh, really was, a, was was yeah. an awesome article and really it touched so on every aspect of uh, you he, know from the moment. Like my friends, honestly, I, I I'll probably give him a call after this. Honestly, I, I I talk to him like every week, a couple times yeah. a week. It was it was so great because it kind of just touched on every aspect of it, gave the entire story and your your stories are awesome and uh, we're we're happy you were able to tell it today. Uh, and that, now we're gonna really start to grill you though. Uh, we got some. Uh, some important questions to ask to end the uh, podcast. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So, um, Mark, what is your favorite restaurant on Long Island? Jesus. Come on. I think my favorite restaurant is the main event. Uh, it's right. Is one right in Plainview, right by my house. And, you know, I love there, getting their burgers. There's one in Farmingdale, too, and I live in Farmingdale, yeah. Great yeah, restaurant. That's actually where my uh, my party was for like the ending of chemotherapy. Oh wow. Because we know Yeah, it's awesome. So Nassau County, what's your favorite beach? Oh, Jones Beach. Yeah, you can't that's be quick. You, you I'm, honestly, I'm not a big beach person, but I would say Jones Beach is probably my favorite. That's honestly the only one I really go to. But I've been to Toe Bay, but it, it, it and it's not the same. You yeah. didn't hesitate on the beach uh, question no. there. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, favorite professional sports team? Oh, the Mets. Mets. Big Mets fan. Big, big Mets fan. Is your whole family uh, Mets fans, or did you kind of break away? My, me and my dad are Mets fans, and then my little brother is a Yankees fan who 
loves talking stuff to me. All right, so let's get your little brother on the podcast. Can we get him on here? How did that happen, Mark? He's actually not home right now. (laughs) But uh, if he was, I would he would love this. That's awesome. How how did that happen? You and your dad won, then your brother. It's like it's like the same thing. Like for example, with hockey, like I'm not a big hockey fan, but me and my dad are Rangers fans, and he's an Islander fan. All right, we can agree on the Rangers at least. I'm yeah, the Rangers, yeah. The Rangers are – I used to be a big hockey fan when I was younger, and I used to go to Ranger game all the time. But uh, now, you know, I kind of faded away from hockey. I've just been watching – I'm a big baseball guy. Also, I like basketball. I do. But I so De- DeGrom and Wright are the, uh, are the Mets' favorites, though, right, as you mentioned yep. earlier? Absolutely. What about your favorite memory – from being on the Hofstra baseball team? Wow. Uh, that, that is a tough question. I mean, there's so many. I mean, I think what was pretty cool, what we did my freshman year was uh, we did bus karaoke. I thought that was pretty funny. You know, we got the, we had all the freshmen sing. I actually won it. So. There you go. Uh, not, probably- not the win over Monmouth, your, uh, your first ever win. Oh, and yes, absolutely. And probably, uh, like my first, like my best baseball moment was 100% uh, my win at Monmouth. Yes. More importantly, what song did you use for karaoke? First one, I went, uh, I, I, uh, what did I do? I did a song by Justin Bieber. I think it was All Around the World. And then I did another song by Justin Bieber. And then to end it off, I did the rap that Eminem did because it was like the final two. I did it in like, uh, like everybody from the 313, like that, that rap at the end of the eight mile show. Oh, so who was the championship? You versus who? Me versus Alex Sika. And you, and you were a, victorious. Yes, I was victorious. <laughs> uh, your favorite place on Hofstra's campus, and you cannot say the baseball field. Favorite place on Hofstra. I, you know what I do? You know what I love? I love Dutch. You know, it's just so convenient. It's always open. Wow. Right by my dorm, even though I'm not really – I'm like back and forth between my house and my dorm right now. But, yeah, I, I love going to Dutch. And what was your favorite road trip? Favorite road trip. I think uh, I think Delaware, Delaware, because that that that's where we uh, that's where we did the bus karaoke, and uh, you know we won two out of three there, so that helps. Well, that's yeah. interesting. With you guys, you guys have had some pretty cool trips over yeah. your uh, time with Hofstra, and you you chose a nice little uh, conference road trip. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was also the. Th- great thing about it is that it was a, it was a great rivalry. You know I mean? It, it got, it, it got nasty at the end of it. It really did. But you know, not, not in a bad way, obviously, but it was, uh, it came down to like the nitty gritty. So I thought it was a great series and a great team win. And two out of three ain't bad. Huh? And two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, no, it's not bad. They're a good team too. So Mark, it's uh, it's been great uh, chatting with you today. Uh, we, we appreciate you uh, telling the Hofstra community your story. Uh, you're, uh, you're a remarkable young man, and your, your story is one that uh, people uh, should be really interested in hearing, and we, uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, uh, thanks again to everybody for joining us today on Pridecast. Thanks to Mark Fiello of the Hofstra baseball team, and uh, thanks to uh, Mike Neely as well for uh, co-hosting with me. Uh, Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on Pridecast. Make sure you follow the Pride online at GoHopster.com 
and on social media at Hofstra Pride. And stay tuned for more episodes coming soon.